Hello, cyberpunks. I'm your host, Lucas, and welcome to our cyberpunk podcast, where we discuss various cyberpunk media. With me today, we have Barry. Hello. Grim. And Sammy. I don't know if Grim got picked up. Hello. I'm here. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah, we got you. It didn't hear it you did. the first time, but yes, after that it did. Alright, so today we will discuss Cyberpunk 2077, a game, sur- a game surrounded in controversy, filled with bugs, loved by some and hated by others. What makes 2077 so controversial? Why is this game hated? If the game had really been in development so long, why does it play like a new Activision or Ubisoft game? Fret not, I have those answers for you in this episode, as well as a plot summary and our opinions. So let's start off a little bit about, or let's start off with a little bit about this game. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077, or 20... Non-spoilery content. Yes, 2077 as... I uh, am going to keep referring to it. it is a mature rated slash Peggy 18 rated video game for PlayStations 4 and 5, Xbox One and Series X, and PC, developed by CD Projekt Red, the company famous for the Witcher franchise. Uh, development on the game started in 2016 with optimization starting in 2018. That same year, it was revealed at E3 that the breathtaking Keanu Reeves would appear as legendary rocker boy Johnny Silverhand. It had a set release date of April 16, 2020. This, however, was delayed to September 7th, then to November 19th, and finally to its actual release date of December 10th, 2020. Now, I know what you're thinking... Lupus, you mentioned controversy. Tell us about it. Well, I'm getting there. But first, I'd like to summarize the plot with as few spoilers as possible. So the game starts with the no. So the game starts with the option to pick one of three life paths, which will grant you certain dialogue choices throughout your game. Uh, Next, you customize V and play through the chosen life path. Then the real fun begins. V accompanies Jackie Wells, um, one of your longtime friends at this point, uh, through the first mission, killing scavs and saving a client. The mission was seen in the 48-minute game trailer, as well as the next mission, which features V working for Dexter Deshawn, a fixer, to retrieve a bot from a gang of nice cyber-psycho druggies called Maelstrom. <laughs> V goes on to continue working for Dex, using the bot in a heist for an immortality eh, immortality chip. Sorry, stumbling over my words. Well, <laughs> yeah, actually, I haven't been drinking, which is the funny thing. <clears throat> well, things go south, and V finds out that this chip had the consciousness, or construct, of Johnny Silverhand, a legendary rocker boy and terrorist that blew up Ar- Arasaka Tower. V goes on a path to save his soul and body from the chip that's slowly merging his consciousness with Johnny's. How it ends is up to the player. Alright. 
On to the controversies. That was the plot summary. I Yay! Is this the beginning I, of the spoiler content, or not yet? Technically, the controversies are not spoiler content. Ah. Our discussion will probably be the spoiler content. Okay. So I am not putting anything in the uh, text entry field yet, because no. that's where I've been putting the spoiler advisory. I know. Okay, so on to what you guys have been waiting for, the controversies. Now, I've mentioned one already, the delays. When the first delay happened, it was stated that while the game was finished and po playable, it needed uh, polishing, so they took the time for that. Most fans, not though not happy, patiently waited until June, when the next delay was posted, stating that the pandemic had halted work on polishing the game and it would release in November. As the time till release grew thin, all was quiet. However, things weren't meant to be. On October 27th, the game was delayed again to December. And believe me, fans were not pleased, but continued to give CDPR the benefit of the doubt, stating stuff like, if it takes, you know, if they're taking this extra time to polish the game even more, all right, that's fine. Or, you know, because. Uh, my personal opinion, I've been waiting 20 years for this thing. What's another three months? Exactly. <laughs> so I'm it was also. Kidding. I've got friends that, that, that were waiting for this game starting in '96. <laughs> it was also around this time, actually, in the month of September, that CDPR did one thing it said it wouldn't do, and that was announce crunch. Now, for those of you new to the game development world, or really any development world, crunch is when already overworked and overwhelmed workers, such as game developers, are asked to put in extra hours for financial compensation. CDPR had gone and compensated their employees more than most game developers get, but it still brought in the whole debate of um, if crunch is a good thing for the game's game world or if it's bad. And for anyone working on this that was salaried, they did not get anything extra because they were just doing what had to be done. Cool. So... Um, this is also when, or this became a bigger issue than normal when the crunch was announced. <clears throat> when after the crunch was announced, the game was delayed to December. <laughs> Keep in mind, crunch is meant to be a desperate attempt to hit that deadline, mm -hmm. and you delayed the game to December, also having crunch going on. Yeah. Which makes people wonder... <clears throat> It, are you lying to us? Is the game actually not done and now you're trying a desperate attempt to hit that December date? I mean, there are some games that, uh, despite all good intents and purposes, ended up being literally vaporware. Exactly. 
Okay, so controversy continued with the with the last delay, stating that they were struggling to launch the game on so many platforms. Keep in mind, this was in October. Now, this comment made fans wonder how the game would be on PS4 and Xbox One. Either it'd be made for PS4 and Xbox One and need work to make it better for the at-the-time next-gen consoles, or it'd be made for the next-gen consoles and there'd be a significant downgrade in performance for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Sadly, the latter was the outcome. They uh, didn't... The uh, aforementioned person I know that has been waiting for this game since 96 decided when the refunds were offered for the PS4 to not return the game even though he was playing on a PS4 because he enjoyed the game enough even with all the hiccups and stutters and what have you because he actually still, you know, liked the game. He just turned the settings down all the way to... Um, weak potato, and he uh, managed to still be able to play the game. I may, I might no. be skipping forward about a half a chapter, but, you know, besides the point. Yeah, I, I'm getting to uh, the refund process. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, sadly, they had developed for those next-gen consoles and not really spent the time in fine-tuning the current at the time, current, now, last-gen consoles. Um, and it was just a big mess. Alright, so, another controversy. The gender tweet. Oh, that. <laughs> For those of you that don't know what the gender tweet was, it was a tweet by the official 2077 Twitter fan page, or Twitter page, and a fan. Where the fan stated the desire for more male characters in 2077 replied, quote, Did you just assume their gender? <laughs> End quote. Well, why was this not okay? It was released at a time of a debate on whether or not that question was mocking or otherwise offensive towards transgender people. CDPR did delete the tweet and issued an apology stating, quote, Sorry to all those offended by one of the responses sent out from our account earlier. Harming anyone was never our intention. End quote. Sticking to the topic of transgender controversy in 2077, mm -hmm. you may be f familiar with the poster controversy. <laughs> Now, the poster shows a transgender model advertising a soda called Chromanticor with the slogan, Mix It Up. Mm -hmm. This poster was released shortly after the removal of the previous tweet, or previously mentioned tweet, making people wonder if transgender people were a punchline to CDPR. This was explained Insert by the... Yes. This was explained by the artist, who intended nothing harmful, but understood why it was perceived that way. Um, continuing on this train of thought, we move on to the gender choice controversy. Wow, this game has a lot of controversies, let me tell you. <laughs> um, I don't know if it set a record, but man, it seemed like every 
few months, few weeks, we'd hear about another controversy. Yeah. That's as one a month. Butthurt. So, we move on to the gender choice controversy. This was started when CDPR announced there'd be no set genders. The player would choose the body type, voice, and even the more explicit parts to create the character they wanted. Many saw this as a company pandering to critics or trying to cover for its previous issues. Yeah, enough said. <laughs> However, this has a bigger butt than you could possibly make on your character in the game. Because, um, from what I've found through gameplay, the only things that gender um, in, is involved with is for the romances, and that's because the NPCs are attracted to either your voice or your body. They have absolutely zero interaction with your genitals, which that's the thing you, you, you'd think they should interact with. Right. So, following this, we do have some racial tension of the animals versus voodoo boys controversy. Now, this started out when... And this the, one's one of my favorites. Yes. <laughs> When in the 2018 trailer, only African Americans were shown in the animals, and the Voodoo Boys—well, we all know what the Voodoo Boys are. At least the four of us in this chat know what the Voodoo Boys are. I mean, so for, for the a gang to have a requirement of skin color is not out of the question. And, I mean, when you look historically at cyberpunk as a setting, like the, the role-playing game um, at least 30 years ago, um, the other thing you got to remember is the guy that made the game, Mike Pondsmith, is, he has dark skin. He is what some would call African-American or black, and he was the one that came up with the in-character language, blackies. So I think a lot of these racial tensions for him are at least partially a joke and a punchline, and he's making fun of it. And I think that's part of his attempt to say, ah, come on, lighten up. Again, this is why this particular subject about Cyberpunk 2077 is one that interests me the most, because Mike Pondsmith, as we just said, is black slash African-American, etc. Sorry, I just dropped something, so I paused. And yet, and, and he made Blackies, as Barry just said, and yet all the controversy about this entire racial thing is incredibly stupid to me, at least. Because when you look at the big picture, at least in my opinion, it's just a game. You're supposed to sit down, play it, and have fun. You're not supposed to overanalyze and get worked up until you get an aneurysm. Now, I do have more to this. So, the thought was that the Animals Gang was all African-American, thus making it seem like a slur. And the Voodoo Boys were thought to... Uh, Thought to misrepresent a religion of the Haitians. <laughs> Which, honestly, they kind of do. <laughs> Hate to say it, they kind of do. Mm -hmm. Um. 
Cyberpunk also had a controversy about microtransactions. Uh, Who remembers that? hmm. Now, even though Cyberpunk, or not Cyberpunk, even though CDPR stated there would be no microtransactions whatsoever, people were adamant that there would be microtransactions in the game. For whatever reason... As of yet, and I've been looking... Well, and it did come out, at least, I don't know if it was completely factual. And that's, this is me telling you guys right now, don't necessarily take this as fact, because I don't know for sure. I couldn't find either way on it. But I do believe they said microtransactions may be in the online system when it comes or when the multiplayer Which, comes if out. they do that, if they're purely for cosmetic details, I have zero problem with any of that stuff. If it becomes I, pay to win, then... I think it's going to be like GTA. Mm, which is pay to win. However, it is, you know, it doesn't require a subscription to get the multiplayer. It would just be... Here, if you want this cool-looking outfit or something, it's going to cost this much because we're going to have to keep our servers up and running constantly. You want this car? You can buy it for, uh, what is it, 15 million game currency? By the way, 8 million costs $100 in real money, which that's what the uh, GTA currency costs. 8 million is 100 bucks. Yeah. And they have things I... cost 15 million. I don't know how much is actually going to, you know, how much stuff is actually going to cost. No one said anything. We don't actually know if microtransactions are going to be in the game. It's just what has been said after CDPR had specifically stated, no, we're not doing microtransactions. Stop saying we're doing microtransactions. Well... I want to just pause for a second now, because first off, I'm not going to tell you how to do it, but there are like 10 different infinite money glitches yeah. in the game. Yeah. yeah. So, so getting money is not an issue. It's not a problem at all. <laughs> um, however, they did say they weren't ever going to do any microtransactions which affect gameplay, if I remember yeah. correctly. However, they're, they're open... They're not open to, but maybe considering cosmetic uh, microtransactions such as skins for Smite or Mortal Kombat 11. Well, actually, is that something in Mortal Kombat 11? Yeah, it is. Technically. And it costs time crystals, and you can buy... uh, I mean, it it has uh, cosmetic skins and... Uh, skins for the characters and skins for gear, but it also has you can use your time crystals to buy certain brutalities. And honestly, pretty much any RPG you play is going to have some sort of cosmetic microtransactions, whether it's in the form of purchasable DLC mm-hmm. or, well, pretty much, you know, specifically pops up on a menu in game saying, hey, if you want to buy this, this is how much it costs. Mm-hmm. However, the reason why they said they didn't want to do the microtransactions that affect the game is because they do plan, I mean, it might be two or three years from now, 
<laughs> but they do plan DLC. for multiplayer. No, multiplayer. No, multiplayer. Uh, there's also DLC coming, which um, there's a DLC yeah. island. I've seen uh, that focused, uh, focused on a few YouTube videos, and I'm like, where's this DLC? I want to go there. That looks kind of cool. Uh, like I was saying, that's why they don't want to do microtransactions, because they don't want you to just pay out the arse to get a bunch of stuff so you can just be number one in multiplayer. Yeah. I don't know what the multiplayer is going to entail or anything like that, but that's another reason why they didn't want to do it. Yeah. All right, so our final controversy of the night before we get into the reception and our thoughts. Uh, the first-person view. Now, I'm sure a lot of people remember the first-person view controversy. It was one of the later ones. I mean, it was, I ahead. personally enjoyed first-person view. I like the fact that they used it in Cyberpunk 2077 when they're typically doing third-person with games like <laughs> The Witcher. However, there are parts where the, I feel like they didn't take into consideration when you're always playing in first person. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. So, the first person view controversy was a controversy emanating from the statement that the game would be locked as first person view. Not entirely. Me, if you're on a motorcycle no, or in a car. I was going to make the... I was going to make that uh, addition to my statement. So, it's entirely first-person locked, except for when you're in a vehicle or on a motorcycle, which mm -hmm. I guess they still count as in a vehicle, yeah. even though you're technically on the vehicle. Then you can go third-person. Any other time, you're just kind of crouched there or stood there in first-person. And you get the choice of close third-person or far third-person. Yeah. Which is just your zoom button. Yeah. Uh, many fans were upset and felt this view wouldn't be as immersive as the third person in The Witcher. <laughs> and I've never played obviously, The Witcher, but uh, first person is so much more immersive to me. Then again, I am a veteran of games like Borderlands, which do the same thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. Uh, to me, it's far so, more immersive, but again, they were just parts of the game that I feel like they didn't pay attention to where first person came into it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and obviously CDPR felt it would be just as immersive, if not more so, in first person, which is why they chose to make that decision. Um, this game's reception was not great to say. To, <laughs> to say... Uh, at least, <laughs> or the least bit, um, because of all the bugs, glitches, and poor performance capabilities that we've previously discussed about. <laughs> now, the bugs and glitches, some of them are kind of entertaining, and some of them are downright game-breaking. Mm -hmm. To the point where you gotta load the last autosave, and... Hope it didn't screw you over. 
uh, it was developed for the current gen consoles and wasn't tested on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, as I said. Now, one of the bugs I've found multiple times, uh, I think it's happened to me three, four times now, is I'm uh, running along, I'm doing something, and all of a sudden, um, I get slingshotted by I'm not sure what, whichever direction I was trying to go, it's like, no, you're going the opposite direction by about 300 feet. Yeah, that's always fun. So that's like, oh, what the heck, I'm flying, and what am I doing in the middle of the ocean? Okay, uh, let's look at the map, which way? That way. Okay, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. <laughs> now, com combine this with the company saying that they're doing bug fixing and polishing at the April, uh, when they delayed from April, to September. And then the game came out looking like it was a beta. Mm -hmm. It's easy to see why this game was so ill-received. In fact, this reception led to Sony pulling the game from the online store and CDPR offering full refunds. Now hang on, I want to correct Lupus on this point. Sony did not pull Cyberpunk 2077 because it was a bad game. Mm -hmm. They pulled it because CD Projekt Red was offering refunds. Because under the Sony licensing agreement, uh, if you're offering a refund, you have to do so because the game is faulty. Because the game is faulty, they removed it from the store. Yeah. So, although the game wasn't completely faulty, although I do admit... Although I haven't played it on PlayStation 4, it is definitely the it was definitely worst received on the PlayStation 4. <laughs> Worse so than the Xbox One, which is what I played it on. Yeah. Um, but technically speaking, they didn't remove it from the store because it was a bad game. They removed it from the store because CD Projekt Red started offering refunds. Mm-hmm. And if I ask my buddy that uh, bought the game and did not return the game and plays it on PlayStation 4, I promise to you he will he will say he's, he still has not changed his mind and he still loves playing it on the PlayStation 4. And uh, see. Um, I don't know when you're listening to this, but we're recording this in early to mid-February of 2021. So keep that in mind. Yeah, so... Um, just one more snippet before you continue, Lupus, because I know you want to move on. In my opinion, and this is just my opinion, uh, you can disagree with me, but about 76 on its release was a much worse game than Cyberpunk on Yes. Agreed. Because it was they... so bad, sorry Barry, it was so bad that it was actually frying PlayStation 4s. It was breaking the console. Cyberpunk yes. was doing that to the PlayStation 4. It also had however, no NPCs aside Hang from on, enemies. however, no one offered a refund for Fallout 76. Yeah. And was it pulled from the Sony store? No. 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 So again... More, uh, that's just yeah. more evidence. It wasn't because of the game being fault yeah. or being <laughs> so poorly received. It was the refunds. 
Yeah. More evidence. I do stand corrected. I played maybe 25 hours of 76, and I've played a lot more than that of uh, 2077. (laughs) (laughs) So, and keep in mind, at this point, I put in way more than 100 hours in. Put way more. And this is technically not beating the game. (laughs) And this is because I have accidentally deleted my 65 plus hour character <laughs> and by saving over that file and I just was not happy about that my first playthrough was uh, I went straight to the ending Street Kid, my second one was I did all the side missions Corpo my third one is I'm barely out of that <laughs> one with a nomad and I still haven't gotten uh, like four missions past Act One yet. Yeah. So, um, and so I play on PlayStation Four. Well, PlayStation Four Pro because you got to have the cool HDR settings. <laughs> and while the game does crash occasionally, and uh-huh. there are some bugs that just. You gotta go back to the last auto save and hope it doesn't screw you over again. <laughs> oh, and speaking of controversy, my platform of choice is Stadia, and since this is not a, a podcast about the controversy of Stadia, that's an entirely different kind of worms we're not going to crack open, except for the reason why I like playing on it. My laptop is not going to run Cyberpunk. My, uh, my, the only console I have is a PS3, which is definitely not going to run it. But uh, on Stadia, I can use Google servers. I can see the stream content of my personal gameplay, and I get all the bells and whistles, and it's not my computer that's getting all hot and bothered from playing the game. It's one of Google servers, and their computers are able to take the stuff. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. We, we are not advertising or supported by Stadia or Google. Exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> or by PlayStation or Sony. No, no. We're, we're, yeah, no. We're, we're not, we're we not being not. supported by anyone except ourselves and you want it. Yeah, this is just what we use. The only reason I mentioned Stadia is because that's the platform I'm playing the game that's tonight's topic on. And the reason why I'm playing it on there, because it is such a polarizing platform to play things on. So, I use PS4. Grim uses PS4 because we share the same console. Um... And the same roof, and the same refrigerator, uh, and the same bathroom, yes. Yes. <laughs> and our... Um, now, like I said, game does crash, but I've had so much fun in that game. Mm-hmm. Like, there have been days where it's like, I really don't want to go to bed, because I'm really having a lot of fun in yeah. this game. It's a really now, fun. of course, I do go to bed rather early, for most people, so not not like seven thirty early. That's that's too early. But but how you know, often have you been playing the nine, game? Like, I have to go to sleep in a half hour. Three hours later, well, shoot. Let me just do one more. No, no. 
<laughs> no, it's not typically three hours later. It's typically like an hour and a half, two hours later. I look over. I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, there, there's been a time or two where I've stayed up till almost midnight playing. And I'm like, wait, I have to do shit tomorrow. Uh, yeah, if it isn't midnight, I consider it too early to go to sleep. <laughs> I have to be um, up in four hours. I should really exactly. go to bed. <laughs> um, so, love the game. And I will say, I put in for a refund before I received my copy because it wasn't updating. The tracking wasn't updating on my package. So I'm like, mm. okay, so, and of course, this is around Christmas. So, and USPS is terrible at that time, even more so with what's going on. And I'm like, okay, so if they could just, I don't want, I don't actually want a refund. I'd rather just get messaged by someone and see if they can help me get GameStop to find my package. Because GameStop was not doing anything to help. And, of course, they send me the same email they send to everyone, and I'm like, well, I'm just going to not worry about that then. A couple days later, my game came, and Whee! I've been enjoying pretty much every minute I put in. Except uh, losing that, uh... Except losing that 65-plus hour character. That really sucked. Um... Can't win them all. So... Let's move on to our thoughts. I mean, we already kind of have. Grim, what, what are your thoughts about the game? Honestly, I like it. I lie. It's uh, one of my favorite games of 2020. Um, I honestly think, even with its faults, it should win Game of the Year. Um... Please keep in mind he didn't play Valhalla or a couple of the other bigger titles. That yeah, I don't play shit. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't play Fall Guys, which honestly I think should should have won Game of the Year. Fuck that, Among Us. I'd rather I'd rather see Among Us win, even though it wasn't, even though it didn't come out in 2020. Just a <laughs> that much wow. more. It got its popularity in 2020. Yeah, yeah, but it still didn't come out in 2020. It's not a 2020 yeah, game. Yeah, but could you imagine how many people would be super pissed off to learn that the game that won Game of the Year in 2020 wasn't actually released in 2020? <laughs> <laughs> they should do that now, just, just so it would be... Yeah, so... Um... <clears throat> Looking at the whole picture, and kind of, I mean, we've already kind of discussed what has gone into Cyberpunk 2077. Many years from of various and modeling and texture mapping and uh, from various other cyberpunk sources. Yeah. Such as the book Neuromancer, we had the ideas of the ch chip containing the con uh, construct of some famous dead person. 
we've had um, other things from Neuromancer. And as I found out in, I think it was on Friday or Saturday of last week, um, there is a Roy Batty um, grave marker in the cemetery. Mm. At the very back of the cemetery, on the back wall left side, you will find Roy Batty. Mm-hmm. And so they Which, also take into account... This game is not just a video game, it was also a role-playing game over 20 years ago, and the setting and everything in there was painstakingly copied into video game format from volumes upon volumes of books from over 20 years ago. Yeah. And, not. I mean, obviously, not just... Well, I guess technically it was just books, but they had the creator working with them since 2012. And his voice is on Moro Rock Radio Station. Yes. So, um, if, for those of you that don't necessarily know how Cyberpunk 2020 ties into 2077... I mean, it includes in the title. Um, yeah, well... <laughs> so, 2020 had kind of its own storyline through the its various books. And then Pond Smith released something called Firestorm, which was kind of a bridge between 2020 and... Technically, he made a different game, or he made something that takes place after 2020. But it, it was supposed to bridge those two, but it really didn't bridge those two very well. So, technically, the events of Firestorm are what lead up to 2077. Mm. And we actually do get to see some of those events in the gameplay. So, because we're running out of time almost, I will now get my thoughts out about the game. I mean, as people have already said in this podcast, it's been worked on since 2012. A lot of work has been put into the game, but at the same time, I feel like a lot of content was cut from the game. And that is true. There was a lot cut. I mean, you can look up various YouTube videos on what all got cut from the game. Mm-hmm. And what got patched out that honestly should have stayed in. And, and it's not just... Sorry, it's, it, it's not just things that we saw in trailers or content that was showed in gameplay or what have you. It just feels like there's a lot of stuff that you should be able to do. I would take, for instance, Grand Theft Auto. In Grand Theft Auto, you can walk into a restaurant, you can order something to eat, and you can eat it. 
Like, your character will stand there, he'll receive a burger, and he'll eat it as you walk away. In Cyberpunk 2077, there are food stalls. There are pub, not pubs, but um, diners and drinking places, and you just walk in there and you drink. You order a drink like you would buy a gun, and it just goes into your inventory. You order a drink like you would in Skyrim. Uh-huh. I... A, a little snippet from the game, uh, you wake up in an apartment, and someone's left you breakfast. And they text you saying, hey, you might be hungry, eat breakfast. You don't have to eat it. But when you walk over there, and you go to eat and drink your breakfast, and it just disappears <laughs> when you go to eat it. You don't pick it up and eat it or anything. It's just little things like that. That feels like it should be in the game when it's not, and yeah. it's 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 them little things to me that disappoint me in the game. However, the game is huge. I have only got well, technically I've got three characters, but I've only been playing on one, and I've literally just been doing everything on this one character, and I've been running around and I've been just doing everything. I've been getting into fights, I've been killing people, <laughs> I've been exploring, and I've just been really enjoying the game, just playing it and exploring it, rather than finishing on that one character. Mm. But, as you're running around this huge game, enjoying side quests and the main storyline and everything, again, it just feels like there's that something missing that already exists in previous games that came out five or more years ago. Yeah. And you wonder why this amazing game, which is actually a really good game, doesn't have these simple minor things. Hey, maybe they're going to add that stuff down the line. Like, for instance, there's something along the main story quest line where you uh, sit with your contact and you eat something, and as you're... Um, as he's talking to you, whenever you get an option to add your own dialogue, there's a thing at the bottom that says, you can eat the thing. Yeah, that could work. I'm not going to get into too much detail about it, but unfortunately, I don't want this to become another Anthem. Anthem was going to be this amazingly big game. They showed off amazing trailers and in-game content, and literally 99% of it was just cut. And they then put in like a 10-year program to add all this stuff back in. That shouldn't be what gaming should be anymore. Companies have been getting away with that kind of BS for too long. When they release a game, they need to release the game and and content. I would like to point out, if they thought they could do it without losing pre-orders and stuff like that, Cyberpunk probably would have delayed the game a little bit longer and actually added in some of that content that they took out to make the deadline. But it's also, though, like, weren't shown those little things in the game either, though. That's the thing. You didn't see your character sitting with Jackie at that I-don't-know-what-stall-it-was but he calls you down, and he sits down, he's eating some noodles out of one of them takeaway containers at the store. And, mm-hmm. you know, you could be sitting there eating it too, but your character's not. 
<laughs> but it just feels yeah. like it's little things like that that your character should be doing when your character's not. Agreed. But then, so, uh, a while later, you're sitting there with your contact, and you got some stuff on a stick. And when you say to eat something, you pick up the thing that has four things on it, you, you bite one off, you put it back down, and then your stick has three things on it. It actually yeah. keeps track. It, it isn't just, you take a chunk off, and it looks the same. Yeah. <laughs> and it's possible to finish everything on it first, and then you've got an empty stick sitting next to you for the rest of the conversation. Uh, or you could ignore although, it and just leave the food, sit there, and get cold. Although, <laughs> I would like to point out, the stuff on the stick is not actually what they call it, because that stuff wasn't on the stick. That stuff is actually served just on, like, a plate. L little... I know, but because they put on a stick, plate. I think that was their workaround for, here's how you can actually well, interact with it. I understand that, but try and get the culture right. I know, especially the NPC does comment about the food. This is terrible. This is not anything like what this is supposed to be. And I think maybe uh, that that might tie into they knew it doesn't go on a stick. Yeah. So, yeah. Wes just joined. Oh, Wes, hello. did you have any specific thoughts on Cyberpunk before we wrap it up? Um, I I think it's a good game, but could be better. Um, it it should pull a No Man's Sky slash Fallout seventy six, uh, to truly make it perfect, because we all know that those two games have, have pretty much pulled out that. Yeah. Started off absolutely terrible. I still feel like Fallout 76 is terrible. I don't know what you're on about. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I never played it. I but know, it's good. But only 25 <laughs> hours. After 25 hours, I was like... Because I, I know it's 25 hours because I see it in my Steam library. It keeps track <coughs> of how long I've played. With Stadia, it doesn't keep track of how long I've played. I don't know how long I've played 2077. But I know it's longer no. than 25 hours. Now let's go ahead and do our plugs and wrap this up. Barry, um, sure. If uh, you want to hear more about me and my friends uh, playing games and stuff, you can follow KHZHAK on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. My pin tweet on Twitter links to adult content, so if you don't want that, don't click the links there. Other than that, I don't actually upload content myself. Look under related channels and stuff because I host my friends on Twitch, and I uh, just link to my friends through their channels on, on YouTube because um, I take part... In uh, in their in their content, and I am there on their content. I'm just not uploading any of these things myself. All right, so please check out the Thanks for Nothing podcast if you want to hear more from us. It is uh, well, you type in Thanks for F U R <laughs> Nothing podcast on YouTube. You should find us pretty easily. 
or you can go to my YouTube um, channel and related channels, and I link to it because it's one of the dozen channels I connect to on my related channels. That's also a good workaround. Yes. Uh, keep watch for in some animations we should have underway soon. We'll post more information about that when we do. You can also find all our uh, Facebook pages and social media stuff on our website, fml.productions. And uh, until next time, Cyberpunks. See you later. See you later. Anyone uh, else have anything to plug? Nope. No, that's why I said see you later. Okay. And stopping the recording. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye.